brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around and come and fly away with me, your host, Jeremy, the spider pan of the Neverland podcast, as we're going to grab our happiest thought and fly away to Neverland for, once again, uh, probably a shorter show than what you might expect from us, because I did use up a lot of our data with that shenanigan of a extravaganza that we call the New Year's Eve year in review of 2017 uh so we have to kind of keep the show a little bit short this week but we're gonna have some fun i sat down well stood up rather in the studio with professor shannon johnson i believe he's also got his doctorate so we should call him dr johnson Uh, he is one of my professors at the university of central missouri he recently had a trip to walt disney world and i had a pretty good conversation with him in the studio i think there's even more stories he could tell that we didn't even dive into but i thought you would enjoy that so uh that's pretty much what we have for for the show today so sit back relax and enjoy to disney and beyond all right so it's time to have another trip report and we don't often get to hear anybody from walt disney world mainly because eric always gets to go to disneyland so we last time we heard anybody from walt disney world was when pandora opened we had an old friend of mine who had went and told us all about that and about our experience but i've actually never been down there during christmas time but one of my professors here at the University of Central Missouri, who is going to work on my diction and my voice this year, so if I start sounding better in the show, we're going to blame him. So we'll give you some credit for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> but we're here with Professor Shannon Johnson, who just came back. We've become a family tradition to oh. head down uh, over uh, Christmas and spend approximately two weeks at our home in Florida. It's been a couple years since we visited the Disney parks. Our kids have gotten older. We'd kind of seen everything that we'd seen. And now, with some of the new additions, uh, the kids wanted to go back because we watched the construction going on. Ah, And so 
Uh, we wanted to go back and see what new additions and changes they had made to some of the rides, uh, some of our favorites, as well as some of the new ones with the, the part of the new fantasy land that got expanded in Toontown oh. that got moved. Yeah. Um, so it was it was fun for us to. Uh, we've been there 24, 25 times. We used to go a couple times a year when the kids were small. So uh, I won't say the thrill is gone. It's always fun. Yeah. But with some of the new additions and then with what's going to happen with Disney Studios and the whole Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, we're looking forward to that. And, and then the Animal Kingdom where they've they finally have been populating rides there. We watched the Yeti ride being built. Wow. Um, that was we, a long time ago. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's starting to become exciting again because of some of the additions and expansions that the park has had. Yeah, did you get a chance to kind of see any of the construction for Toy Story Land over in Hollywood Studios? Uh, we did. Uh, you're able to see that when you're coming in. We went over to the Disney Springs a couple of different times. Uh, forgot to buy something in the park. and was like, oh, <laughs> hey, we can go over there and grab that. Or sure. th- they have lots of shops and eateries and things like that. So we always go through, and uh, it's always fun to look at the, see what new Lego uh, Land uh, character they built there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can see in on the, and I say new, they've been developing it the last decade, this new interstate system that they have between parks there where it used to get off the 4, the 129, and it would take you to the Magic Kingdom or it would take you to the MGM Disney Studios as it was yeah, at the time. Disney Hollywood Studios now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it would take you to specific. Now, once you're on property, you can traverse through highways that they're building and have built and get along on five, six-lane roads between parks now. So once you get on the Disney property, you've got expressways to go, and you can mm-hmm. see a lot of this new construction from the backside as it's, as it's being built for, for Toy Story. Did you get to see anything for the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge no, popping no. up? Were they hiding it from the highway? Yeah, it's, it's buried back in the back Of course part. it is. But I have been told... Um, there's uh, not too far from our house. They they offer a helicopter ride, and for twenty five dollars, you you get within eye shot of that. <laughs> for a hundred and twenty five, they'll take you over the park <laughs> property, so you can actually see it from that. But for the uh, twenty five dollar or the fifteen dollar ride, you can just kind of see the the uh, um, all the big ball in in Epcot the. Uh, uh, spaceship Earth. Thank you. Uh, you can kind of see that from that distance, but 25, they take you right up to the Disney property, and you can see where the where we're at in the park they're doing the construction for. Yeah. So, but we didn't do that this time. And we've heard some exciting things with Star Tours. The ending of Star Tours is now going to go to Batu at the end, which is the planet that you're going to be arriving at Galaxy's Edge. You're supposed to be able to walk right off of Star Tours and onto Batu and be in the area so it'd be a little more realistic more feel like you really flew to another planet and be completely submerged into this so very cool i'm gonna have to wait a few years before they really kind of let it settle down a little bit before i because i'm it's just gonna be such a big seller there's no way you're gonna get in it will it will probably rival what harry potter did for the universal and we made that mistake uh year one of you know second month it was open and we spent a better part of a day just trying to get into it. You waited in a queue just to get into mm. that uh, area of the park. And I, I suspect that that will have the very same results. So it probably won't be early on when we 
yeah. attempt to do that. But it will be a nice addition, and I think it'll be a big, and that, and I suspect part of that uh, roadway and infrastructure they're putting in is to accommodate, yeah. uh, because you see new parking lots being built, yeah. um, to that influx that they think that that particular park will have. Yeah, as Disneyland has been doing the same preparations, new resorts, new parking structures, got rid of a sandwich shop that everybody's kind of upset about. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely preparing. And hopefully that's going to deflect a little bit of it because people are going to have a choice if they want to see it to go to Disneyland or Walt Disney World. So maybe it won't be quite as bad, but it probably will. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there will be park enthusiasts that I think, you know, I've got to see it in every park. Yes. And we ran into a number of international visitors who were checking Disney World off the list. They had flown out of China. Wow. They had hit uh, Disney World, or excuse me, Disneyland. They were now in Disney World. They were going to go to Europe, catch catch the parks. So they were they were literally, this the vacation was about... A tour of the world. Of the parks. Woo. So I, I think, I think you know, it will initially help, you know, divide and conquer the audiences. But I think as time will go on, it, they will stay steady because people will, well, let's go see what that one has to offer. Yeah. Because there are subtle differences. Yeah. And uh, just... If you've been to one park, you want to go to all of them. Right. So... Oh, yeah. And I still want to see Shanghai, just mainly for the Tron ride. I would like to get a look at it before they build it, which I don't think that they've partitioned anything off quite yet. We're expecting it's going to be around Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom. Right. I don't know if they've marked anything down. No. No, no indication no, yet? No, no indication whatsoever. The student of mine who performed there uh, at the stage show right outside of... Uh, the Pedway People Mover and Magic Wedway or what? Yeah, what, yeah. Thank you, thank you. They have a, a. It was a temporary stage that they made into a permanent stage there now. We were looking around, uh, looking for you know because that would be the expansion area because it goes mm-hmm. it goes over into the go karts to the left of Space Mountain. So, Autopia for the rest of us. Yes. Um, <laughs> The so you know you're, you're kind of landlocked, so that would be the area to push out into. So, yeah. but we didn't see anything other than you know just things barricaded off. So yeah, so they told it us coming, but yeah, I guess we got to give them time to finish up Toy Story Land because you know it's going to be one attraction. I think they could start maybe building it while Star Wars is still getting developed here by 2019. Right. Because I don't know if it's going to take quite as long to build the Tron ride. You know, I, I've heard it's an indoor mostly. Uh, so you're kind of in the dark and kind of in the world of Tron. That's pretty much what I've heard from what people have written on Shanghai. So right, the I will say that when you're on the uh, People Mover, that they do new ha- they do have new barricades, fencing, uh, call them wall partitions. They're very aesthetically mm. pleasing, but it masks that area that used to be able to look over into. It looks more like a service area now, mm. which again makes you kind of lead up to thinking that I know there's they do some character. Uh, Buzz will come out. Uh, uh, Mike Wazowski will come out, and they'll do some character posing. Of course, it's it's between that and the Buzz Lightyear ride. Yeah. So it's it's that area, and uh, so it makes real easy for character entrances right there. But that's that's where I believe they would push that out into, which yeah. would make it great because it's already partitioned off. Yeah. So they could build, and and they really don't have to say, "Hey, we're building anything here," like they normally do with the really nice walls and mm-hmm. you know stay tuned and you know a few hints of graphics of something that it may look like because it 
essentially is already walled off to the public. Yeah, and just right. Flynn lives across it somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> just yep. to kind of tease us a little bit. Right. Uh, now, I have heard that they shut down, uh, I think it was called One Man's Dream. I actually never got to see the attraction. I think it was around in the Hollywood studios. I've recently found out Disneyland actually has some of the setup from D23 that showed what Galaxy's Edge was going to look like. Now, there's going to probably be some differences between the Disneyland version and the Walt Disney World version. Did you find, like, maybe One Man's Dream, they might have had an opportunity to put the display out? Did you hear find anything about that? Didn't find anything about oh, that at all. So they're keeping it a secret. Yeah. Because oh, we really would like to see that. I'm kind of, I was kind of wondering if that display would have been put out there. I was, I was really surprised by the lack of, um, usually in years past, and, and it's been pretty, pretty heavy since 2000 that we've attended there. I go back to the early 80s. You know, I have a 15th anniversary shirt. Wow. Uh, from the park. Uh, usually there's, you know, uh, some teasers of some type. But even in like the Hall of Presidents, we didn't see the Trump bust. You usually see the bust of a president out there, and we didn't see the Trump bust. Did you get to go inside and see the animatronic? Is that oh they yeah, just opened yeah. that up? Yeah, it's 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 there. But usually the there's the modeling the bust? bust that they use for huh. the facial likeness. Uh, we saw Barack Obama there, and I don't know if it's if it's just because I mean we're a year in, and yeah. or not even not even a year in if if will. Uh, yeah, it did but, take them a long time for these new updates too. Yeah, but you know the the, the but the president's represented there. So usually you, you know there's little things that we've seen in the past that we didn't see. So I don't mm-hmm. know if a, a new way of marketing or it's it's you know just the timeliness or or what. But yeah. so yeah, this being a brand new show, I have I haven't actually watched any of the video online of the new president's show. I, the one I saw was back in 2009. I think it was. Pretty new after reopening with getting Obama in there. It was a fantastic show hosted by Morgan Freeman. Gave a lot of good history. I fear you've seen the last one you saw was probably around 2000. So no, no, we've we've seen it up through. It was two years. We've we've seen it since uh, Barack Obama was. So present. you did see the Obama yes. version. Okay, yeah. so now with this new version, what all has been added? What's new? Um, I wish I could <laughs> really remember. It, yeah, because I you know if having apples to apples, you know you know mm-hmm. it'd been a few years. So you know I you know went in, you know we sat down. It was a hot day, so we went in, cooled off, enjoyed the show. You know enjoyed the show, but I wasn't really listening for. You know I, I listened to the. The content, but I wasn't comparing it to going. Oh, this is different. Uh, so it, I mean, it has a lot of similar attributes mm-hmm. to it. Um, they have a different uh, maybe. Uh, what was the theme of? Because I remember when I went before with Obama, it was very much the themes of the uh, of the different presidents and how they've inspired us and the, with their leadership and all these different things. Did they kind of keep that theme, or are they more or less? It's about you know American freedoms. Yeah, you know, it was that you know. You know, you get done and, you you know, it's that it whips everybody up into a fervor. You get a nice big applause. You know, it's mm-hmm. a big sense of, you know, Americana and, and, you know, American freedoms and patriotism. You know, that's that's what you leave with. Yeah. So it's fairly you, you similar. You feel pretty good leaving yeah. there as an American. Yeah. Like, yes, I love my country. Right. I'm going to go cry now and go to Epcot with the American dream there. Right. So you can really cry. So, wish there was some pretty great video. Did you get a chance to see this uh, in person? Oh, Voices of Liberty, I think it's called. They start doing Christmas carols over in Epcot and the uh, kind of American section. Did you get a chance no, to check it did, out? No, we did not. We so did not. What all was different though with Christmas? Well, I, you've seen it at Christmas before, but yeah, uh, it's. it's I mean, Christmas. Christmas is a magical time, uh, especially in the parks. Right. <laughs> the uh, whether you go to Disney Springs and shop, it, it's just amazing that. Uh, when Halloween is over, and Halloween night is a very special night in Disney World, 
Uh, the, it requires two tickets. Park closes mm-hmm. early. You get your second ticket. You come in. They give away thousands of pounds of candy at, <laughs> yeah. at these different stops. And literally the next day, November 1, the park is Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the transformation is remarkable. You know, we, we have, you know, been there a number of times, you know, in the Christmas season. And, you know, this being no different, the, the one real new addition was the um, in front of Cinderella's Castle. They have new um, reserve seating standing mm-hmm. areas. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. That uh, was a little bit different. And I remember when they had the light up trees in there and it you know, really had an obstructed view. But I also remember when the show was over, you could walk right through the castle and, and right into Fantasyland, or, yeah, Fantasyland mm-hmm. at that point. You know, so now it's all permanently blocked off, which again gives you more, you know, things, more decorations, more, more trees, more garland, more, um, you know, festive boughs and bows of everywhere. Uh, but when you're walking up Main Street, it is it is just really cool. I mean, you you can picture Marceline, Missouri. You can picture the hometown of the you know the ideal you know Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's just gorgeous. With the new technologies that are out there, and LED, uh, digital projection, yeah. uh, uh, laser projection, it was almost when Tinkerbell lights out of the castle at the end of the the show for the evening. It's almost she's almost upstaged by the castle itself now, with wow. all the projection and the uh, the cascading LED lights that are all over it. You're you're so absorbed in watching the castle. And, and this goes back to the Christmas decorations projected mm-hmm. all over the cast. That if you don't know Tink's coming out on the wire <laughs> and flying into Tomorrowland, then you it, because of all this, then you you totally miss that whole that whole moment in the in that uh, finality of the show. Was it difficult to be able to see the castle? Because I've, I've heard some people have had trouble on Main Street with the new projections. Cause there's such a focus now with projections that if you don't get the right spot. It might be a hard time seeing it. I was um, probably two-thirds of the way down Main Street towards the entrance coming in. And I have spectacular video and photos of the castle at that distance. So to, from Main Street, from these new viewing areas that they have, uh, even from Tomorrowland, which... Uh, I was very appreciative. Uh, we've been there when the park has been at max capacity. We've been there uh, when we felt it was over capacity, you know, which really made viewing of the castle in those areas very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. But I did appreciate the park announcements of these areas are, are now full. We have additional at this part, this part. So they were kind of directing by vocal commands, not just worried about uh, painter's tape on the ground or posting ropes or anything like that. But I, I think anybody who wanted to see it, um, I know the the uh, the finality of the the show and the fireworks at the end. We watch from Tomorrowland, hmm. and but I also knew the Tinkerbell was coming that way, yeah. so you know it was coming right overhead towards us, and so you know we had a great vantage point of all that. But I would think clear down Main Street, uh, it, you're in a shop. There's the only reason you're not seeing the yeah. the spectacular on the castle. 
So I, that's good to hear because I've heard some people worried about being able to see with all the projections. Do they still do projections down Main Street, like on the shops and stuff like that? We didn't see any this time. Okay, because Disneyland, I know, did that, but I didn't know the Disney World follow-up. When, when they were doing some renovations, and this had been two or three years ago when, when we were last there, uh, they did have some projections up on on the stores and, and buildings along Main Street, and it was mesh, silk, silk screen mesh. So it looked like the existing building or the building it was going to become, but it went out and around the construction area. So instead of walling it up, they were using the mesh fabric, and you would then they had projectors across the street, so you would see in in a silkscreen fabric, you'd see Mickey's face come up, and Mickey would wave at people, or somebody else would, you know, uh, Pluto would wave from a window and then go away. So it made it interesting, yeah. And but also acknowledging, hey, we're doing construction yeah, here, we're working on but something. but you know, for your experience and your picture, you're going to take a picture of this, and it's still going to look like Main Street to you, right? Even though we're renovating these upper levels and stories of these buildings and freshen them up, they keep that experience alive. Because I think for a lot of people, you know, we've been very fortunate being able to go a number of times. But a lot of people, they'll be a one-off and they'll never get to go back or not yeah. ever have opportunities to. So they really try to keep that experience alive for people and not short-sight them by, you know, renovation or construction going on. So on Main Street, do they actually have any of the work going? Because they're, they're actually building a recreation of an old theater from Kansas City that's going to be on Main Street now, which I think they're... I think it might actually, they might use it as a little bit of a theater, maybe showing some of the cartoons they used to show over in one section. I'm not sure exactly the full purpose, but I think that's what we've heard. Okay. But it's a theater that Walt probably went to here in Kansas City and watched a lot of films. They're actually recreating this old theater that's uh, that's on what they now call like Mark Twain Corner, which I think I know where that is. There's like a Mark Twain statue in Kansas City I've seen downtown. Because uh, unfortunately, that theater doesn't exist. But I don't know if they've started work or if they're going to wait until after the holidays before they. There was no construction on, on, on Main Street yet. whatsoever. Yeah, so it, we know it's coming, just not yet. Right. The uh, they yeah. got six months between seasons. You know, you're generally they'll probably right jump uh, on it then. Uh, where they would, I mean, there's a number of alleys. Of course, they you know uh, that they could you know expand back into mm-hmm. off of Main Street where you know character entrances. Um, uh, fire medical can come out of. I mean, they're wide enough to bring out emergency vehicles, things like that. So, I mean, there, there's there's opportunity, but there was no signs of any construction going on at this time. Not yet. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, they got plenty of off-season time. So, uh, we still got a little bit of time to talk about the actual trips, you know. Because um, you were down there, you know, hanging out at the beach for a while there at the home before you actually went into the park. So. We did. We did. We, we play it by ear when we go down. Uh, we look at the weather. You know, we kind of dictate by... You know, the day we were in the park, we were very fortunate. It was about 60 degrees. It was the coolest day we were there. So, you know, we looked at the the forecast and went, oh, it's going to be 75, 80. Let's go to the beach today. (laughs) Uh, You know, being having a home in central Florida affords us to, in an hour and 20 minutes, we can be on either coast. And we did just that. We went to Anna Marie Island, uh, south of Tampa. Uh, We have a favorite spot that we stay over in Daytona Beach Shores. Uh, you still get the uh, benefit of driving on the beach, but you get the nice uh, flat beach. We go down to Cocoa, went down to Vero Beach, went down to Melbourne Beach. Uh, they're a little more, of course, sand, a little little higher dunes and rise. We hadn't been there for a while, so it was nice to go down. And, and again, we kind of looked, looked at the forecast. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be 72 here. It's going to be 82, 10 miles south. We're going to go 10 miles south. Sure. So, you know, had, t- had fun to play. Uh, it was an overcast day for uh, when we got up and went, mm, let's go to the park. 
Um, and we let the kids dictate what they want to do. You know, we've done, I won't say we've been there and done it, but we have. So if, if they pick that. So they're like, ah, it's going to be kind of a cloudy day. Let's go. It's a good day for the park. And it is. It, the park photographs great on those days. Uh, it's a little bit cool. Uh, so you throw a sweatshirt on. So uh, I had shorts on all day. Um, you know, it's 60 degrees, and I'm, it was you know 60 degrees warmer than where I was living. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was very very appreciative of that. But it made for a very nice day. Nobody was cold. Um, it was really, in fact, a number of people had, had sent me messages. You know, it's park busy, park busy, and really the park wasn't busy. It what wasn't. Day was it? Was that like the 26th? Like right after Christmas? No, I think we went the 20. 28. 28. Yeah, so all the people that came for Christmas had cleared out, so you have that little bit of gap. Right. There's a, there's a little bit of a lull right mm-hmm. there. Of course, the one of the things that we heard, which made the news down there, made all the major network stations, was the park had closed uh, due to occupancy. So they'd actually shut down shut the, the Magic Kingdom. Everybody's here. <laughs> and they'd maxed out on occupancy. Mm-hmm. And that was Christmas Day, which has happened. You know, uh, we had one other experience in December. It wasn't Christmas Day. In fact, it was, uh, I think it was 27th or 28th. So it's been a couple days after Christmas that we got to the gates, went to pay for parking. We get up there and, and you know, the signs were down for parking fees. And it was like, I know there's a $20 parking fee or a $10, whatever it was then. And they go, well, the park's at capacity today. We can't let you in. If you want to just follow these on around, you'll have to either go to one of our other parks or come back, try it again tomorrow. So that's why the fees were down because they weren't accepting anybody yeah, else. They, they didn't were, want to you pay to park and then, sorry, we can't get you. Right. They coned you on around and, and and sent you back out the exit uh, very nice about it so uh, so again if with those type of capacities you know uh, people may have gotten their line share of going so we may have rode that law it did get busy one two o'clock yeah. but I would say by dinner the park was already thinning out again so five six o'clock ish we'd headed back over to the Liberty tree cafe for dinner had a Chippendale character dinner it was it, it looked deserted mm. so you know again it was great for rides afterwards yeah, you get to ride everything you possibly could think of the only thing we didn't do was splash mountain but but it was a bit a chilly cold. a little chilly a little for cold. that one did get uh, shot in the head in um uh, pirates of the caribbean when uh, barbosa who's now on the the pirate ship uh, is firing one of the water blast came up and, and clipped both me and my son <laughs> right right across our bow uh, <laughs> caught him in one side of his head and caught me across the forehead on me. Uh, we, 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 it was funny. Yeah. Uh, we'd never really been splashed by cannon fire before. Yeah, and all the time because normally it's, it's like steam. I think that they shoot out. Well, steam comes out, but yeah. but then they've got uh, they're loaded in in the oh, that, to make the splash. The splash. Oh, and this this that's one got you. This one was actually more like a stream that came that came through. But we'd never, I mean, little drops here and there. But that's the first time we'd actually gotten hit by something. <laughs> but again, you're in the interior of a ride, yeah, you know, and it's not it's, that bad. No, no, it's not like you're whizzing along at you know 25 miles an hour on a on a yeah. uh, mine car and you know mm-hmm. and having to go through the briar patch and then drop down through the water and all that. And but yeah, other other than the one water ride, that was you know we were able to take full advantage of the park and like I said, it was nice and cool. Um, you got to do the uh, Dwarves Minecart. We did. That was the first time for first, you? First time we watched that being constructed. Um, that and we'd, we'd been in the Aero's Grotto, which uh, this is, well, it goes back to the 20,000 leagues under the sea. Yeah. That's that part of yeah. that air. That, but even they had changed the Aero's ride. 
Yeah, from, I got a new ride in there. For, for from the last time we were there. So that between that and the and the uh, dwarfs, that was fun. That was a new new experience for us. We hadn't we'd been able to watch them being built, but but hadn't uh, been able to ride those rides. So um, and that was fun. It was a. Uh, uh, one gentleman, we'd had fast passes for that, and uh, he asked us when we got there. He goes, uh, he goes, how long have you been waiting? I said, oh, I don't know, maybe two minutes to walk in here. He goes, we were in line for three hours. Oh my goodness! And so he did. So th- it was uh, 180 some odd minutes when we got in there on the on the time for it. So if you if you didn't have a fast pass and you just waited, it was about a three hour. Great ride, fun. Uh, smooth roller coaster, lots of um, uh, fairly gentle on the drops and things, and uh, um, so I, I really appreciated that. Uh, fun little interlude in the middle of it when you get into the the gym mine, and there's all the dwarfs in there mining away, and uh, that was neat. And then the ride takes off again. So you know to have that little interlude, and they and they do that in. Uh, it's a Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, they, they've got a, they've got another one that's or is it Splash Mountain? One one of those two. They've got a little interlude in the middle. It's the one in the Briar Patch. Yeah, so, that would be Splash Mountain. Splash yeah, Mountain. You have, yeah, you have a little bit of a I think a minor drop uh, as the, the story kind of changes before they drop you in the big drop, and then you have right. the nice little finale there mm-hmm. and zippity doo dah, and everybody wins. Right. And and you know that's and that's kind of the you know that was it's it's unique because usually once the roller coaster gets going it's going yeah uh, Space Mountain it goes uh, Rock and Roll Roller Coaster it goes mm-hmm. uh, uh, Yeti it goes you know this was a nice little change that you know oh hey we're gonna take our time you got a chance to really enjoy it, kind of slow things down uh, it's not a terribly long ride. Uh, not for a three-hour wait, yeah. But uh, but done very very well. We were we were really impressed and got to ride that one a couple of times. Cool. How hard was it getting on Peter Pan? Because usually people complain about the wait for that one. We were uh, fortunate again. We did the fast pass, so it <laughs> it took us like five minutes to get on there. But you know the lines to, to look at it, I think were like ninety minutes. Oh wow. So so I in the grand scheme of things, uh, it's a small world was longer across the street so hmm. which was usually surprising usually that one clips along a little little better than peter pan but no yeah. we, we were on like i said within five minutes we were on that one and but the lines didn't didn't look too long to yeah. get on so you didn't get to see though any of the interior like during the queue they've added these new projections where you get to go through the uh, the, the bedroom and all this kind of thing so right some fun stuff so you didn't get to see any no no when you do the fast pass you, you just right cut right in the one the one neat part of of being in a queue that that i had never experienced was with the dumbo ride and the dumbo ride now is two dumbo mm-hmm. rides and when you're in the queue, you get up to a point, and then they put you in a holding room. So instead of standing in a line with a bunch of kids, they have an interactive play area. So oh, you meet, you get off, you're told when, when you see all the signage as you're coming up that you're going to wait the same amount of time as you would stand in a line. But instead, you've got it looks like a circus. Oh, cool! And you know the the whole big top. So you've got the wooden bleachers. So you got a place to go in and sit down and wait. Kids have uh, interactive uh, tunnels and climbing and swinging things that they can play on, burn off a little energy, and then they everybody gets a card, and they'll say, "We've got the red E. E is an elephant. Come on up." Or uh, 
C is in cricket. Come on up. <laughs> and you get in, and then you go you go around, and, oh, it's maybe a three-minute wait until you're on the ride. Wow. And they're, and they're constantly populating. Now, the day we were there, the fast pass was one ride, and the walk-up was the other ride. And there, the queues were just about the same yeah. for that. But it was a night. It was it was uh, thinking outside the box. Why why create more lines for everybody to stand in, especially an uh, interactive kids ride yeah. like yeah. that? Let's let's let them you know sit down. Let's let them you know burn off a little steam. They're still going to wait the same as they'd be in a queue. And everybody had fun. Yeah. So that was a neat change. Uh, again, it, it it wasn't done the last time we were there, so we yeah. all had fun doing it. So. Did you see the Jingle Cruise active, or was it Jungle Cruise? Because I've heard that it's, I think Disneyland, they didn't change it over for Jingle Cruise. They just make a little bit of change in what they say, but I don't know if Walt Disney World followed up with no, Jingle Cruise it, or anything. No, it just, just the regular. It was a regular yeah. Jingle Cruise. Yeah, I think Jingle, Jingle Cruise may be dead. Yeah. Because well, I guess it wasn't different enough. They, they would tell Christmas-themed jokes, put decorations on, you know, some of the animals, stuff like that. Right. Um, I guess it didn't catch on. I would like to have seen it. Yeah, it's, I mean... They're corny jokes. Yeah, and, that's why we write it. Right, and it, it it very well could have fun doing that, but um, this was just a regular Jungle Cruise. Uh, well, that's, that's sad, because I would like to have gone for Christmas sometime just to see the Jingle Cruise. I highly recommend it. You know, that whole season, you've got from, you know, All Saints Day, November 1st, till uh, after the first of the year that the park mm-hmm. is all decorated. Um, the lighted Christmas parade. Chris, you know, if you tune in, you know, an ABC affiliate, you get to see the the, the Christmas show. Yeah, you get to see a little bit of the parade yeah. with a whole lot of who are these people again singing? Right. Uh, but you know, it's that same parade that you get to see. You get to see the lighted Christmas parade at night. They've got the daytime parades, and it uh, fun, interactive. The stage shows, uh, very fun theme for the holidays. Um, lots Elsa of the rain supreme, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah, they lo- love the princesses. You know, the the whole uh, Stitch family uh, is is real big. Wow. Uh, of course, Moana. Yeah. You know, again, you know, they you know tying in all that. You know, all the Pixar. I mean, they, they find ways of incorporating. You know, little. You know, a character here, maybe an obscure character. Uh, first one time I saw this was uh, this year was the um, oh help me out it's uh, the Candyland ca- uh, uh, Sugar Rush from Wreck It Ralph yes yes it? yes it's got saw Wreck It Ralph cool. and the 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 race car which whatever the little girl's name was driving it oh uh, um, but that was Penelope something yeah but but that was an actual float and then and sweets yeah and then Wreck It Ralph was on a, a a float of his own. Cool. That was the first time I've seen those characters in a parade. So it, it's, you know, they keep it fresh and, you know, mm-hmm. bring out some things that, oh, yeah. So, and then and then they don't wear out all their their other characters right. that they have. So Yeah, I think I saw on the television special they uh, had taken Max out with on Goofy's candy shop. They Because I've actually still got the audio uh, where Goofy and Max are building this thing and Max is, like, eating stuff. Yep, I'm working hard, Dad, and stuff, you know. And they've taken Max out and, uh... I forgot who they they put somebody else in place. Somebody a more recent character there with Goofy. Um, I don't remember who it was, but it was on the TV thing. Yeah. So everybody hopefully saw that. So yeah, they. Uh, in fact, they had a, a pretty neat special. They uh, uh, on one of the TV stations down there, and and it's a big enough area that they just run twenty four hour local news. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mostly because of the beaches, the parks, uh, or the attractions, as they call it. They don't That'd single out That'd be a fun job anyone. to be the person who gets to host those little shows. Well, and one of the things they did was they, uh, it was, um, they went into the costuming world of Disney. And they were talking about um, all the costumers that they have for the cast. And that, you know, Mickey has 5,000 different outfits that they have there. And Mickey is, or Minnie is number two at 3,800 different outfits. And then they get into all the, and it was just fascinating that, you know, the, uh, to see their costume shop and the, because every, every performer has a custom mm-hmm. costume made for them. Uh, the cast members, the, just the, you know, from the ride operators to, uh, you know, performers in the variety of costumes and, and to see walls of, of thread and pallet racks full of bolts of material. Uh, it, it was, you know, just fascinating watching this. And, yeah. and then, you know, of course, it was, you know, the, the, the interview was with the costumer. So it was actually a, a, someone who would do some design work and sew these costumes. Yeah, that's something they've, they've done TV specials. They've shown like the the gardeners and a lot of specials. Sometimes on Freeform, they even showed a, a decorating Disney this year. That's something I don't think they they should do, but they haven't done yet. Let's show us the costuming area. That would be interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, my wife was ready to go, but I was like, I'd really want to finish watching this. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was. And it was just. It was just. A, it was a segment yeah. on on their regular news show. So, it, like I said, I, I found it, you know, fascinating. Just it was just another little glimpse into something that. That we take for granted because yeah. that character comes out and is like, "Have we ever seen Mickey, Mickey in a gold sequin jacket before?" Or if we, you know, and, and then to find out there's five thousand different options yeah. depending on what show, what yeah. time of year, things like that. And that's there's a whole team, you know, that are you know you see a little snippet of it in the Disney Studios when they go through the uh, back lot. Tour, mm-hmm. you see, you see into you know some customers that are in there working and doing that, but it's just a you know a brief glimpse through some windows of people sitting at sewing machines. But to actually see this footage and, and to see something that looked like a stadium-sized room full of customers and machines and layout and cutting tables and bolts and and of uh, fabric and thread, it was just fascinating. Uh, what do they have for a nighttime parade? Because I've, I've heard Paint the Night is going to be moving into the area. Uh, we're also going to have a Pixar play parade that I think has already moved in over in Hollywood Studios. But because uh, the the Main Street Electrical Parade is supposed to be back at Disneyland, yes. So I think we do have uh, Paint the Night is supposed to be showing at Walt Disney World. Did you find out about that? I or see it? I did not see it. In Didn't fact, we it. were trying to grab literature because some of the literature was starting to transition. You know, they do it for a week. You know, they put out a handbill mm. for a week at a time, so you know what's coming up. Which is smart marketing. If you yeah. see something like, oh, it's like tomorrow. Let's come back again tomorrow. Yeah. You know, as opposed to surprise. Uh, but, you, you know, even when we were there, you know, we were midweek. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure as it got closer, they would start, you know, cycling out and we'd find out what's going to be after yeah. this holiday. And I wasn't but, sure if during Christmas if they would just keep the Christmas parades or if they would even show paint the night. I was kind of wondering about that. I know on the New Year's Eve that we spent in the park. It, w- it was still the same Christmas. The only thing that was different was the fireworks spectacular at midnight. Oh, yeah. That must have been huge. Yeah. And and during that time, of course, the park had stayed open, you know, from Christmas on. It's, it stays open till midnight. Whereas uh, 
Epcot and the Disney Studio and the, Magi- and the Animal Kingdom, they close earlier. They have earlier yeah. close time, but Magic Kingdom stays open to midnight. Um, but you just get an extra fireworks spectacular, which rivals Fourth of July that we've done yeah. there before. So that was, you know, pretty cool to see. But it was still the whole same Christmas parades, shows, the whole nine yards. So I, I, at least from my point of view, it runs till after the first of the year. And then sometime there's some magical night when you wake up and the, the park is normal. Yeah, yeah, and they're getting ready for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're tearing up Main Street here. They're going to do some refurbishment and kind of fix up some of the... Uh, uh, vehicles around Main Street. We just found that out last week. So, yeah, there's a lot of refurbishment about to kick off. I think they actually might have kicked it off this week. Uh, there are a lot of things we're going to start shutting down around the 8th, uh, but the, they do have a Lunar New Year celebration coming up very, very soon in Magic Kingdom, uh, which I reported on a while back, but uh, they might have some new information coming up. So if there's something new, then everybody listen here and we'll tell you about it because I will find out stuff. Because, yeah, that, they, they've got special costumes for Mickey even for that. For the Lunar New Year and nice. stuff, so it's going to be pretty good. Uh, but there's probably more stories you can tell, but i got to wrap this thing up because I need to get some lunch. So, But thanks for coming on and telling us about your trip because I figure you did a lot more than Magic Kingdom. We so. did, and I, and I have some uh, other inside information about some other uh, companies that I work with that are down there in the Orlando area that have ties to the House of Mouse. So. And some things you can tell us and some things you probably can't. Exactly. So, well, yeah, we'll go over that some other time. But, uh, yeah, we need to wrap this little bit up. So I'll toss it back to me over in my home studio. Business. 
Yeah, it's getting pretty bad out here. These guys are calling the shots. Frankly, short chance, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Frankly, we may never see another elephant like that again. Now, uh, oh, <laughs> right, um, yes, that, thank you, that is another elephant, uh, technically is another elephant like that again as well, so, you know, that stuff I said, right? It's all right, we'll uh, come around to the African belt now. The clearing ahead of us serves as a mutual watering hole for predator and prey alike. So we get a large variety of gathered animals. There's gazelles, giraffes, gnu, gazebra. Uh, there's lions apparently protecting a sleeping zebra. That's wild. No kidding, right? He looks dead tired. The humidity must have gotten to him. They dragged him into the shade to cool off. Now, uh, oh, good grief. All right, guys, hi. I see a lot of things out here, you know, I mean, that's understandable, but that's, I, I don't, I'm sorry, that's a bunch of guys missing the point. <laughs> really, now, it's one thing to keep on top of the situation, but if they slip up, they're, uh, gonna get it in the end. I hope they get let down gently. Now, uh, no good grief. Careful, everyone, hippos. Very dangerous. I've determined when they wiggle their ears, that usually means they're mad. On the other hand, if they're just blowing bubbles underwater, then that means they're mad underwater. Uh, they're never really happy to see us, and they certainly have us surrounded. So, folks, I'm going to keep them back with a few warning shots. You might want to cover your ears up. Oh! Element of surprise. See that? The old click draw never fails. Scared them stiff. <laughs> Rest assured, as the captain of the vessel, I'm also a certifiable crackpot. Shot. Never mind. Moving on. Uh, we'll be coming about to headhunter territory. Lovely little place to be headed. Uh, I need a better way to phrase that. Uh, coming up, that's um, some sort of ceremony, I reckon. Let's see if I can translate. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We'll leave it be. No harm done. Now, uh, coming around. That. That is an ambush. Duck! Oh gosh, that is an ambush! Duck and cover! Watch out for spears! Those are spears! Oh man! They really missed. I mean, we dodged them, heroically, right over our heads like the bad jokes. But more importantly, and without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, yes indeed, the backside of water, oh my gosh. What a fantastic composition here. Scientifically known as the O2H. Normally it's the backside of H2O, but that's practically the same thing, scientifically. But not to be outdone, around the corner here, just past the falls, we arrive in the Amazon. For those of you unfamiliar, the Amazon Basin is home to many rare and exotic plants, so I'll point that out. 
Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. 
Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.